So for over 50 years, my father smoked a pipe. And when he got lung cancer, my entire family was shocked. <laughs> he told me one time that he quit smoking cigarettes because when they went to 25 cents a pack, it was just too expensive. Couldn't, couldn't handle that anymore. So I missed a lot of his life because when I was 16 years old, I ran away from home and I didn't come back for 20 years. So when I came back, my brother and my sisters had all grown up. They had families. They had moved away. They had their own life. I was never really close to my father, but he was curious, and I liked that about him. He told me one time that when he, was, when he died, he wanted to be cremated, and he wanted to have his ashes thrown into a river where he loved to go fishing. Well, he was the first person in our sort of Southern Baptist family who had even contemplated cremation, and my family was shocked. <laughs> He died not long after that. I got the call from my mom, and I said to her, listen, I'm really tied up with something. It's going to take a couple of days for me to get free, but I'll fly home. I'll be there to distribute the ashes. I'll join you for that. So let me tell you about my family. So my older sister was born with all the knowledge in the world. She was an expert on absolutely everything, no matter whether you believed it or not. She knew the answer to everything. My brother, who was also older, was the school bully. He was married three times. He drank incessantly, and he was my father's absolute favorite son. My middle sister, by this point in her life, had become a sort of depressed recluse and basically hated everyone that she ever met, no matter who. And my baby sister was at least in theory, the daughter of my oldest sister, born out of wedlock, that my mother took to raise. So have you got that all now? Okay. So let me make one more thing clear to you, and that is that these people have, by this point in their life, all learned to hate each other, and none of them have been together in a room for years. And then I arrive. <laughs> so it didn't really surprise me that nobody had bothered to pick up the ashes of my father for several days. So I went to the... the uh, funeral home, and I got the ashes, and they gave them to me in a little cardboard box. Now, I'm a, I'm a cremation virgin, so I just assume whatever they give me is what is supposed to be there. So I, I take it home, I put it in the car, I take it home. So we plan the next morning, we are all going to drive to the river. We're going to do this thing. Now, I'm a planner. That's what I do for a living. I plan things. So I had planned this out totally. I knew exactly what was going to happen. I had bought six matching little boxes and my thought was that I was going to put my father's ashes in each of those six boxes, and each of us would then have a moment where we could independently dump our dad into the river. Because <laughs> I knew if I tried to make this a group activity, there would be another death that we'd have to do, Will. <laughs> the other thing I did was I bought pipe tobacco because he had smoked for 50 years, so I thought, well, I'll put the pipe tobacco after we dump his ashes. I'll put the pipe tobacco in the boxes. Everybody will then... Later on, you can, like, open the box and sort of smell my father, and it'll be a reminder, you know. <laughs> no, I, I thought this was good. Now, come on. I thought, so, so the morning comes. It's time to go do this thing. Now, remember, all these people hate each other. So there's six of us that have to squeeze into a rental car, first of all. This is awful. So I, I'm a planner, so I'm, I'm trying to make everything work. So I... I look in the trunk of the car, and I've got the cardboard box with my father's ashes. I've got the six little boxes. I've got the pipe tobacco. I'm all set. And then I think, I'm going to take inventory. What else do I need? Do I need anything else? Would I... Ah, I need something to be able to get the ashes out of the cardboard box and, and put it into the little boxes. 
So I look around my mother's garage, and what do I see? I see a giant Tide detergent box. And in those days, we all knew that if you bought the really big box, it came with a scoop. So, so I found the scoop, and I throw it in the back of the car, and I'm all set. So we drive for an hour and a half. Now, this is an hour and a half in 100-degree weather. Fortunately, we had air conditioning. But we're just squeezed into this car. Everyone's having a terrible time. My sister, who knows everything, is saying, I don't understand why he had to be cremated. I just don't understand why he was cremated. And my sister, who's the complete depressed one, says, he's dead. <laughs> so, my, so my brother's in the front seat. He's like, shut up, shut up. So this goes on for a whole hour and a half until we get to the river. So I finally tell everybody, go down to the river, find a spot where you want to do this thing. I'll get everything prepared. Now, remember, I'm a cremation virgin, so I go back, I open the trunk, and I set out the six boxes. I have all the pipe tobacco ready to go, and I open up the, the cardboard box. And I'm not sure what I thought was in the cardboard box, but what was in the cardboard box was this, this heavy plastic hermetically sealed capsule that is designed to never open under any condition whatsoever. So that threw me for a minute, and then I think, well, maybe, maybe it'll just, you know, I'm, I'm twisting and I'm turning and I'm, nothing's working. So I think, well, maybe if I try bumping it on the, on the back, you know, where the trunk is. So I, I hit it a couple of times, and I'm, I'm being careful because I don't, you know, and I, the, the third time, now it's 100 degrees out. They're still screaming down at the river. Everybody's screaming. So I finally I take the, I, uh, uh. no, nothing, nothing. So I, I think, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm smarter than this. I can make this work. I can make this work. Let's see. Uh, I start looking through the car. I'm in a rental car in the middle of the woods, you know, an hour and a half from my house. I have nothing, but I find a tire iron. Ha, ha, ha. So I take out the tire iron, and I put my father's ash prison, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, and, I, and I start out, I, just, I hit it kind of like, Oh, shit. I go, boom! Nope, nothing. <laughs> nothing happens. Not a scratch, nothing. This thing is never going to come open. I know that as a fact. So my brother comes walking back, and he says to me, what's going on? It's been like 20 minutes. They're all still down at the river yelling at each other. And I said, I said, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's all good. It's all good. Listen, do you have a knife on you? And he said, yeah, I, you know, I always carry a knife. And I go, okay, my brother's a big guy. I thought he'd have a big knife. <laughs> He pulls out this little, tiny, tiny little knife that opens up. And I'm like, okay, great. Go. Goes back to the river. I think i got to make this work. i got to figure this out. So I, I brace this plastic thing in the trunk, and I take that knife, and I start stabbing it. I'm like, and after about 16 times of stabbing, I get the tiniest little hole to start. Just a tiny little hole. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm sweating like a pig. I'm, 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 finally, I go, oh, okay, this has got to work. So I grab the tire iron, and I force the tire iron into that little hole, and I'm pulling it, I'm pulling it, pushing it, pulling it, pulling it. Nothing. By this point, I am so frustrated, I can't tell you. And I think it's so close. I know it's so close. So I pick it up, and I look around, and I think, I'm just going to do this. So I brace it. Here's the back of the trunk. And I go, ah! last one, I go, boom, pow. It splits in half. 
Half of my father goes into the trunk and half of my father goes out on the lawn. <laughs> so I grab my trusty Tide scoop and I start picking it up and I'm, I'm scraping up all the stuff in it. And I'm trying to find enough of my father to put into six little boxes. You know? so, so I realize when I get to about the fourth box, I'm running out of father. So, 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 so I, I think, well, I'll get some of the stuff on the grass. So I'm down there. I'm, I'm like trying to pick up my father in the grass. And I realize as I'm throwing it into the boxes, it's got grass and rocks and bugs and all sorts of stuff in it. So I, so I sort of even out five of them, and I dump all the grass and stuff into one more, and that'll be my box. I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be good. So I take them down to the river, and I hand them out to my family. <laughs> and I witness the most amazing thing I think I've ever seen in my life. My sister, that is the expert on everything, laid the box down next to the river. She kneeled next to it, and she began to pray. My depressed, recluse sister flipped open the box, dumped it, and walked back to the car. <laughs> My baby sister is walking up and down because she can't figure out what it is she's supposed to do, and my brother wades into the river. <laughs> and, he, and he gets to waist high. He's got the box over his head. He looks like John the Baptist. And, and, he, and he opens the top, and as he pours my father's ashes into the river, he lets out this primal scream. And of course, I'm horrified. I'm watching this entire thing happening. So eventually, we all get back, and they all get back in the car, and we, we drive home, and, and different from driving down. When we drove home, it was very quiet. There was a little sobbing. Nobody said anything. I was biting my lip till it was bleeding, trying not to laugh because of what I had just witnessed. <laughs> I never told my family this story, ever, because I thought they would be shocked. <laughs> But the one piece of satisfaction I'll tell you that I got out of this entire story was that my father loved to go on road trips. And in my heart, I like to think that some part of him is still in the back of that rental car in Florida <laughs> driving around right now. Thank you.